you guys, I could scream at the top of my lungs right now because this has been such a long time coming and I'm just so excited to finally be sitting here, just you, me, the mic, and some good conversation. Before we get started, I would like to officially welcome you to the very first episode of Another Wedding Podcast. Throughout the lifespan of this podcast, I want every episode to feel like a conversation with a close friend in the most natural way possible because anyone who knows me knows that I love to engage in deep conversations. I just, I love talking with people about everything that's below the surface. The kind where you're sitting down with someone, maybe you have a glass of wine, preferably red wine (laughs) in your hand. I don't know, at least if you're me, you do. And it's usually later in the evening, you're in your sweats, your fuzzy socks, your hair is up, and you're just engaging in this really deep intellectual conversation that maybe you wouldn't typically have any other time. Um, I just, I live for that shit. But in all seriousness, though, I want the conversations that take place on here on the podcast to serve you. But before we can really dive into those conversations, I feel like it's important for you guys to know me on a more personal level so you can further understand who I am, what I do, my intentions for the podcast and beyond. So first things first, hi family, my name is Taylor Stuck and I am your host of the Another Wedding Podcast. I'm a full-time master wedding photographer based in Oregon State and I travel all over the world for my couple's weddings. Being a wedding photographer is my ultimate dream job. I genuinely love what I do so, so much. I've been a photographer actually for officially 10 years now, but let's be real, (laughs) the last 10 years has not been a smooth sailing journey. The first six years was me trying a little bit of everything and just kind of figuring things out, while the last four years have consisted of weddings, 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 (laughs) and you guessed it, more weddings. But over the course of the last four years, I've had some of the craziest experience. I've traveled. I've had the opportunities of a lifetime, along with a lot of other really cool things too. But it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, you guys. I've definitely experienced the not-so-fun parts of being a wedding photographer too. So after having shot several full seasons of weddings now and having learned so much over the last 10 years in total... Through the process, there have been so many things along the way that I've wanted to share. Things that no workshop, mentorship, YouTube tutorial, blog post, online course could have possibly taught me. And that right there is my whole reasoning, heart and soul behind this podcast. To share with you my experiences, my failures, my successes, as well as give insider industry information that isn't formally taught. While my vision is all of the above, Also, bringing a variety of individuals on the show that are either wedding vendors or somehow affiliated with the wedding industry and give them the platform to use their voices and speak about their experiences, share their knowledge, their hearts, as well as other unknowns of the wedding industry. In addition to sharing my knowledge and experience, there are so many unique wedding things that I'm passionate about normalizing. Last year in 2022, I opened up and shared my own personal wedding story and I received quite possibly the best responses that I never expected to. And it was in that moment that I realized how significant of a gap there is in this industry in regards to what is shared and talked about versus what isn't. Something I often tell my own clients, and if any of them are listening right now, hi guys, (laughs) but one thing I've told every single one of them, past, present, and future, is that when it comes to weddings, there is no one universal way to do things. The sky's the limit. 
But that's also the beautiful thing about this industry is that there's so much variety, diversity, and individuality. And I believe that those things all deserve to be showcased. There are so many things happening, wedding season after wedding season, that I get to witness personally firsthand being a wedding photographer, to which I fully intend on sharing what I continue to experience. So for you as a listener, I encourage you to take from these conversations and use that information to your own wedding experiences advantage. This is not just another wedding podcast. This is going to be so much more than just education and how to's. This podcast is here to serve not just wedding photographers either. It's here to serve current brides and grooms who are currently engaged and about to get married, whether you're my client or not. People who are about to get engaged, maybe you're in a relationship and you're sensing a proposal happening soon and you're getting your toes wet with just learning about all the upcoming wedding things you're going to soon experience. Maybe you're not even in a relationship for that matter, (laughs) but you're here to learn some things so that when your time comes, you're prepared. Shoot, this could even be for the listener that has absolutely nothing to do with weddings, but is solely just an interested and curious learner. But this podcast isn't just for couples, it's for wedding industry vendors too. Whoever you are though, I'm so excited you're here. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen, support, and be a part of this community. I do want to give a quick disclaimer though, and let you all know up front that by no means do I know all that there is to know. I know a lot, but again, this industry is ever evolving, so it's impossible to know everything. And as I continue to learn, grow, and evolve as a photographer, business owner, an industry professional, I want to bring you guys all along with me on this journey and then let you all in on that knowledge. As far as my story goes, I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in. I know at the beginning of this conversation, I mentioned that I've been a photographer for 10 years now, but before I started my business back in 2013, there were a couple years prior to that where I was first introduced to anything camera related. So real quick, I'm originally from Olympia, Washington. I went to Tumwater High School, bleed green, (laughs) if you know, you know. But in high school, I was a yearbook editor, and that's where things kind of got started. I was introduced to not only photography and camera use, but also learned a lot about graphic design and photo editing, specifically using Photoshop. Although I didn't receive or acquire any camera training or knowledge, I got super experienced in using Photoshop and became fascinated with it. And in that yearbook editing class, students were each assigned pages of the yearbook where they were then instructed to take all the photos for those pages and then fully come up with the page's concept and design them. It was an opportunity to be imaginative with full creative freedom, which I flourished in. It was actually the only thing throughout school that I was actually good at. Honestly, I'm not exaggerating there. All the friends I had were really book smart and what I would consider to be academically gifted, meaning they were able to pass their classes. And honestly, I just always felt like I didn't fit in because they all took advanced placement classes and got really good grades. They had great GPAs, you know, they were all just smart. So to all of them, honestly, they might have thought they were just average. But to me, they were all like freaking Einsteins. Okay, whereas I always struggled in school. I had a hard time in almost every class because nothing interested me, which made it hard to focus and then retain any information on what was being taught. At one point, I was seriously convinced that I was never going to find success in anything because I couldn't even pass a basic math class. (laughs) Test taking gave me panic attacks. If the class I was in wasn't interesting to me or it wasn't something that just came naturally and clicked in my brain, I struggled and I struggled big time. 
So basically what I'm trying to say is I hated school. It sucked. However, when I was in a class where I had the ability to be creative, whether it was in art, like painting, drawing, sculpting, even in English classes with creative writing, my brain would so naturally just take off and I felt so confident being in my element. So of course, in those classes, I thrived, aka most of them were elective classes, but that's neither here or there. But with being surrounded constantly by friends who were all heading off to four-year universities, I felt so embarrassed that I wasn't doing that too. I remember feeling so uncomfortable to share what my post-high school plans were because I wasn't going away to college like any of them were. I was going to my local community college that was in my hometown. And looking back, of course now, I'm like, that's such a ridiculous mindset. People do that all time and it is nothing to be embarrassed about. I never should have been ashamed to be different. But of course, at age 17, that's not at all how it feels. I feel like I should also mention that I graduated from high school at age 17 and didn't turn 18 until about a month after graduation. So all my friends who were turning 18 throughout senior year, they're all ready at this point in their lives to get up and leave and get away from their parents. Well, I was so not there yet, especially like maturity wise. I was in a completely different state of mind and truthfully was just not ready to leave home. But based on the standard that was set, I was embarrassed because I felt like I should have been ready. So Imagine, you know, it's my senior year of high school. Everyone's doing the things they have to do to prepare for college. They're all doing SAT prep, applying for scholarships and writing a million different essays, submitting college applications to schools all across the nation. And while they were all doing that, I was literally just trying to do my fucking daily 20 minutes of reading for my reading log, <laughs> not for my not advanced placement English class. And then actually try to remember what I just read in that 20 minutes to probably do some bullshit book report. But then, of course, everyone's constantly talking about their future plans, what they're all going to college for, blah, 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 you know, all the things. And whenever I got asked this question which thankfully wasn't very often, <laughs> but I was so lost, you guys. Like, I really genuinely never knew how to answer. So while my friends are all like, I'm going to college for business and sports medicine, pre-law, nursing, teaching, etc. I have a sports or academic scholarship, you know, whatever. None of those careers ever felt genuine for me. And every time I tried to imagine myself doing any of those things, and I mean really closing my eyes and trying to envision myself getting up every day to a 6 a.m. alarm, going to a job from 8 to 5, five days a week, I couldn't even picture myself doing it. But disclaimer, I did end up living the 8 to 5 life for several years. We'll get there. But anyways, the fact that I couldn't imagine myself doing what all my friends were set out to do, which it just sucked because they were all so motivated to go get an education that would then support them in having these very practical jobs that would provide them this comfortable lifestyle. They were going to have financial stability, PTO, benefits. Even though at age 17, I had no clue what any of that meant. I just didn't know what the hell to do. So I went to community college that fall and took classes towards getting an AA. So all that to say, I always knew I was meant to have a creative job. I just didn't know what exactly that was yet. I remembered telling my mom that summer before fall quarter started that I really liked yearbook and wanted to try photography. Now at this time, photography as an industry was not at all what it is today, like not even close. And this conversation took place just over 11 years ago. Instagram didn't come out until like the end of 2010 and I graduated in the spring of 2012. 
At this time, not many businesses were even using social media for marketing like they are today. So it was all just really new. So fast forward, that Christmas of 2012, my mom and stepdad gifted me my first camera and I was so over the moon excited. I remember exactly what it was too. It was a Canon Rebel Series T3i and I was so eager to get started and master that bitch. I immediately started taking photos of everyone that would let me just a couple weeks after the new year started. So in January of 2013, I started making everyone I was close with model for me, my siblings, my cousins, my coworkers. You guys, I am not exaggerating in the slightest. When I say that I took photos of anyone who would let me, I even took photos of my coworkers' kids. (laughs) And eventually, after building up enough of a portfolio and getting in a decent amount of practice, I made an Instagram account and a Facebook page dedicated to my photography work, and I would share my work on there like crazy. I even went to the lengths of creating a website, which I had no idea how to do, so I just kind of taught myself the basics. And that's what's crazy is after doing all of that, I started getting business immediately. And I feel so fortunate to have had that reaction and had so many people want to pay me real money, not monopoly money, but real money to take their photos. And of course, I wasn't charging very much for sessions since it's 2013. I was new to photography and just getting started. So it wouldn't have been right or fair to charge that much. Plus, It was 2013, so rates for photography were nothing compared to what they are now. I think I charged like $50 for senior sessions and would spend like three hours with them and then go to like freaking five locations. It was insane, you guys. But I spent that full first year shooting everything and everyone, and I made myself a promise that before I decided I wasn't going to do certain types of shoots, that I had to try everything and do it several times before deciding not to do it any longer. I shot family sessions, maternity sessions, graduating seniors, both high school and college, birth photography, and yes, the kind where you're on call and you show up to shoot a live birth in a hospital delivery room. I shot couples, engagements, boudoir, you name it. And then in 2014, while I was working at my college job at the local Red Robin in Olympia, I got asked by a girl who was my coworker if I would shoot her wedding. And I was floored, honestly, that someone would even consider me and trust me enough having only done photography for one year. I even remember exactly how the conversation happened too. We were literally sitting at a booth in the back of the restaurant rolling silverware together because, you know, hashtag server life. And she said, I'm obsessed with your photography work. Would you be down to shoot my wedding? And I just looked at her with my eyes wide, eyebrows raised, nearly choked and said back, are you sure? I mean, I haven't been doing this for very long and I don't know if I'm qualified. Like, of course I'd love to but are you sure? (laughs) And for some reason, she was so confident in me and had full faith and trust in me. I really couldn't even believe it. I remember going back to my college apartment that night and thinking, how the fuck am I going to do this? I don't know how to shoot a wedding. I've never done this before. I started researching, watching as many YouTube videos as I could to gain just any understanding of how to shoot a wedding. So I shot engagement photos of that coworker and her fiance. Then later, of course, came the wedding, which shockingly was actually a travel wedding. And I feel like it's very rare for wedding photographers, first weddings to be a travel thing. But 
Granted, it wasn't a crazy destination, but it was very much considered a travel wedding given the location was not drivable round trip in one day. Uh, their wedding actually took place in Leavenworth, Washington. And if you don't know and aren't familiar with Leavenworth, it is the most adorable little Bavarian slash German inspired town located in central Washington. Typically, Leavenworth is a hot spot for tourists and even locals in the winter months, especially around the holidays because it's super festive and it's always decorated for the holidays. But the wedding actually took place in the summertime and the weather was beautiful. It was really cool to see this town for the first time in the summer since I had only ever experienced Leavenworth in the wintertime. And for the wedding, I got paid $500, which actually didn't even go to my pocket because I ended up having to put the entire $500 towards a hotel room for two nights because the drive distance from where I lived in Washington all the way over to Leavenworth was just too far. But the whole time during the wedding, I kept constantly thinking, you know, even though I wasn't profiting off of this at all, I was actually spending money to be there. All I could think was, this is so cool. I wish this was my full-time job. I could totally picture myself doing this. But after delivering their wedding photos on a CD, and yes, you guys heard that right, a fucking CD that I had to burn all of their photos to, they came back and they were head over heels in love with their photos. Their families loved the photos too, which I remember feeling so fulfilled knowing that these images were going to leave a legacy. And later down the road, that same couple got pregnant and asked me to shoot their maternity session. So then I shot those. And after I delivered their maternity photos, they asked me to then photograph the birth of their baby, to which I also did. I even cut the umbilical cord, (laughs) to which was also a crazy and very surreal experience. But basically, I got to become such a huge part of this couple's life through all the different seasons, to which I realized this is what I want to do. And furthermore, This is what I meant to do. I found so much purpose and fulfillment in getting to document people's lives, their milestones, and give them physical copies of their own memories through a gift that I'm so grateful to be blessed with. But you know what they say, God has a funny sense of humor because when I finally realized that I wanted to be a wedding photographer, I had this moment of reflection about something from my childhood that I had completely forgotten about. So I'm going to tell you that story. I reflected on a moment from my childhood, which was totally a moment of foreshadowing that I had no way of ever knowing in the moment since I was way too little to have comprehended that. But when I was six and a half years old, my mom was watching a movie called The Wedding Planner. It has Jennifer Lopez and, of course, Daddy, a.k.a. Matthew McConaughey. And I actually remember watching it with her and telling her after the movie that I wanted to be a wedding planner. I went through this period of fantasizing about all things weddings as a child and not even about my own future wedding, but just about the topic of weddings as a whole. I was so fascinated with everything about them, the dresses, the decor, like just honestly everything and mostly the sparkly things, you know, because when you're a little girl, all things sparkly is like a dream come true in its own. But like a lot of things when you're a kid, it's just a phase that eventually dies out. And truth be told, this whole wedding phase did die out. And eventually I completely forgot about it, probably because I was so consumed with everyday life as a teenager, you know, doing sports, my high school boyfriend, having a social life to which I barely even had. So LOL to that. But (laughs) later on down the road, when I photographed that wedding in 2014, I had this full circle moment of, oh my God, this was it the whole time. And then everything suddenly made so much sense. But that's how it works, you know? Other things are intentionally put into your life to eventually reveal to you where you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to be doing. 
After several years of doing photography, I came across a video of Oprah Winfrey talking about finding your calling and further explaining the difference between a calling and a career. She went on to explain how your real job in life is to figure out what it is that you are called to do. And you use a job until you can figure out what the calling is. You're not supposed to know exactly what the calling is right away, but when you do find it, you're meant to honor it. And a lot of people don't realize that their calling is right in front of them the whole time. Sometimes the call they get is just a whisper. And then when you begin to honor that whisper and you follow that, you end up being the best that you can be. So that moment from my childhood of watching the wedding planner with my mom and that short phase I went through as a young girl of my obsession over weddings, I later realized that that was the whisper. Fast forward to 2013 when I was shooting like crazy, taking photos of anyone and everyone. That was the beginning of me fulfilling my calling. I then went the next six years from 2013 to 2019 growing, experiencing, learning, evolving, creating, not just as an artist, aka photographer, but as a business owner. I learned how to build something entirely from nothing because being a photographer isn't just about creativity. There are so many other things you have to know in order to run a successful photography business. And to everyone out there who thinks that photography is just all pushing buttons, let me be the first to tell you it is so much more than that. And I'm not just saying that. On the front side of things, AKA doing photography itself, that's obviously a huge part of it. And there's a large knowledge base you need to have to be able to just operate the gear. You have to learn the technicalities of the camera, sure. But you also have to understand natural and artificial lighting, focal lengths, what different lenses are for, coloring, tones, hues. Learn the physical programs that we edit in and know, not just Photoshop. So there's that, but then there's also the back end side of a photography business. I had to learn how to use social media for marketing and advertising. And to anyone who knows, social media is its own entire thing that being that technology is constantly evolving and advancing. So imagine having to learn how to run a business in an industry that is ever evolving on social media platforms that are also technologically ever evolving. Being able to sustain a business in a world that is constantly changing by the day is a lot to keep up with. But anyways, I learned content creation, graphic and web design, communications, business finances and investments, insurance, taxes, legalities, create proposals, contracts, invoices, client guides, literally, basically, you know, everything you need to know to be well-versed in, to run a successful business. And with all of this, I've had to be so intentional and strategic with every decision I've made with photography throughout my entire 10-year career and counting because my intentions were for this calling to become my full-time primary source of income. And it's very common for photographers to start out with photography just being a hobby that they then later transition into a business. For me, it was the complete opposite. I never considered photography a hobby because when I found it, even back when I got my first camera and was taking photos of everyone that would let me, I did that with the motivation and intentions to build a portfolio so that I could start building a business of which I could later transition into being full-time once the opportunity presented itself. Granted, took a lot longer than I would have liked, <laughs> but you live and learn. And I eventually went full-time with photography in January of 2020. After just one year of being full-time, I felt extremely passionate about becoming an educator and a mentor for photographers. 
Because during that first year, I attended a workshop and gained so much from it that it then inspired me to do something of the sort for others. Basically, I just wanted to give back to beginning level photographers and help them because I felt a responsibility to do something for them that someone else had done for me. I have to be honest, for the most part, that workshop was actually a pretty great experience. I gained so much knowledge and education about the front and back end of running a photography business. I got to grow my portfolio some. I even got to meet other photographers who were in the same boat as me and grow my community, which I realized later on was really the most important thing I gained from that workshop experience because community is everything in this industry, by the way. And I'm so grateful and appreciative that most of the people I met through that workshop, I still get to call real life friends to this day. However, there were things that that workshop didn't do for me that looking back, I wish did. But regardless, I'm still grateful for everything that workshop did do for me because it gave me everything I needed to have for a starting point. And as far as feeling that responsibility to give back, I wasn't in a place to pursue anything of the sort because I myself was still learning, growing, building, and creating my business and brand into what I've always wanted it to be. Full transparency, I'm still doing that. (laughs) But in 2021, I was really not in a position to take that on given that I had only shot one season of weddings as a full-time photographer. So I tabled it and decided to revisit it later at a time when I had the capacity to pursue it and to pursue it with intention. But let me go back though and rewind for a second. So it's 2020 and a global pandemic strikes. When that happened, clients were canceling their weddings left and right. And I was personally freaking out because this was the year I went full time. So it's like I go full time in January of 2020 and then two months later, the whole world shuts down. Photographers, as well as several other wedding vendors, left them completely out of work, which furthermore meant out of income. And I don't know about other vendors as much, but at least for photographers specifically, they started finding ways to sustain their businesses by creating educational resources, content days, styled shoots, and more. They found ways to create sources of passive income by releasing digital products, online courses. And the crazy thing about it was that it worked. So when photographers saw other photographers doing all of this, and I'm not going to make a blanket statement and say that everyone was doing this, but let's just say a large handful of photographers all started doing the same things. And I'm not at all insinuating that this is or was a bad thing. Just so many photographers started offering group mentorships, private one-on-one Zoom mentorships, online courses, guides, and business coaching. They started hosting content days, styled shoots, selling tickets to those events, and the industry just became saturated with all of these things. And once I was finally in a headspace to do so, it felt wrong because the entire last year, Everyone else was doing it and I just didn't want to be another photographer hosting another content day or another workshop offering another mentorship or hosting another styled shoot and I just really felt like it wasn't meant to be but just as the saying goes everything happens for a reason. So I decided to redirect my focus on becoming the photographer and business owner that I always wanted to be 
honing in on my true style of shooting, editing, and branding to really build my business. I took on learning film photography, which is a whole nother playing field, (laughs) but it was when I redirected my focus on those things that I finally saw myself and my business grow. I finally felt like I was in a place with my business where I was feeling so confident and experienced, well-rounded and such, that I wanted to revisit offering education but I didn't wanna do mentorships or workshops. My honest feelings towards photographer education are that while the industry is so inundated with it, there's so much out there, it's a blessing because now so many individuals have access to a plethora of resources that used to never exist. It's a really beautiful thing that we should all be grateful and appreciative of. So while I can be grateful and appreciative of all the incredible resources that are now so easily accessible to us, myself included, I didn't feel that it was right, nor was it my place to pursue education in any of those forms any longer. In fact, I still don't feel that way. Since none of those things felt right for me any longer, I wanted to still find a way to do what's on my heart, but do it in a way that's different and even more accessible, a way that would allow me to give more than a one-on-one mentorship or an online course. Maybe this is a hot take, but I realized that for me personally, I felt like everything I've ever learned in this industry that was of true value was through real firsthand experience. So knowing that, I felt that doing a podcast was so perfect because it's the most personal and genuine way for me to sit down, share my knowledge base and my heart with you. This podcast gets to serve as a virtual space where I sit down every week and share real experiences to help support others in growing their knowledge about the wedding industry, no matter who is listening. Like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, this podcast has been a long time coming. So to get to sit here with you and talk so openly and vulnerably and intentionally each week about my biggest passion, weddings, is surreal. I'll be honest and go as far as to say that these conversations might not be for everyone, but I know in my heart that whoever this podcast does reach, each and every episode is created for exactly those people. My one true hope for this podcast is that every week, at least one listener feels validated, understood, and inspired. Whether that listener be a photographer, fellow wedding industry vendor, a past, present, or future client of mine, or even the late night scroller who just so happened to stumble upon the podcast, I can't wait to share genuine conversation with all of you each week. Another Wedding Podcast is a new corner of the internet world that's designated just for us. But that's it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited to just jump right into things. This is going to be so much fun. And I can't wait to come here every week and just share conversation with you guys about all the wedding things. So for more updates about the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Another Wedding Podcast. If you'd like to reach out, you can always email us at anotherweddingpodcast at gmail.com. As for me, you can find my photography business on Instagram at Taylor Stuck. If you're looking to book with me, you can visit my website at www.taylorstuck.com to check out my work, get more information, and submit an inquiry. But anyways, thanks again for listening, and I will catch you guys on the next one. Bye!